Hi, I'm Polina. And I'm Peter. Welcome to Tap Into the Extraordinary Podcast, the accountability circle for go-getters, overachievers, and big dreamers. Join us as we discover what it takes to tap into the extraordinary. Yes. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Tap Into Extraordinary. It's uh, Pete and Polina is with me. Uh, This is our second episode, and um, we're going to talk about uh, a specific topic today um, that is going to be quite an interesting and challenging one, if I do say so myself. So, Polina, what's in store? Okay, so today we are talking about, are you ready to receive the life you really want? I think knowing that we are big dreamers, And before we get into every next episode where we talk about how do we actually get there is how are you actually ready to receive the life you want? Because many of us feel impatient to get there and to receive the goals we have set our mind on or we have worked on. But let's have an honest conversation about how ready are you actually? If someone gave you what you were asking for tomorrow, how would you handle it? Would you handle it well? Or would you handle it the way you will an Amazon package that was meant for the neighbor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's actually very, very true. That's a good point, actually, because if you did have a genie right now that Mm -hmm. granted you one wish, and that wish was whatever it is your your goal is, and let's just say, I want to have a $10 million in the bank. Would you really be ready for that? Would you really? Yes. I mean, like we we have talked about this previously. Like, what would you do if someone gave you a million or ten million pounds? And like, there's not obviously a right or well, there is a wrong answer. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> no, there is definitely a wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, my sector is financial, so there's so many wrong answers that you could get. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like the answer will be different for everyone based on their priorities in life. However, there is a wrong answer out there, and that mm-hmm. is spending in a day <laughs> yeah would be a wrong answer unless you're dying tomorrow that is not an acceptable answer <laughs> so, yeah. like this is a perfect example of like how ready will you be because if you're struggling to budget right now you're probably not ready to get the 10 million because i'm telling you it does not get easier the more you earn and we all know this <laughs> yeah um, but do we though i think a lot of people a lot of people think actually if i've got more money then it's going to be cool it's like unfortunately and i know this from experience mm-hmm. if you cannot budget with a hundred pounds you're not going to budget with a thousand yeah you're just not habit kicks in so what you do is you go and do what i did and go and buy trainers for a thousand pounds in opposed to a hundred pounds that's what you do because habit kicks in so yeah you're right there yes yeah i think it's definitely a I mean, I'm aware of this and like, I know it's a very popular like belief system, but it's definitely one that needs to be tackled because it's not true. Like ask any person who is already earning as much as you want to earn, like how are they managing their money? And you would see that they have a lot of discipline, like, and they always had a lot of discipline before they got there. And that's what helped them get to where they're now and how much they're earning now and how they use their finances. So on that point, I wanted to open this podcast with, so I read a quote by an American writer called Doreen Virtue. Mm -hmm. And she's written that God doesn't give us our dreams without the ability to make them happen. Okay. Do you agree? Or, and if you do, why? God don't, doesn't give us our dreams without the ability to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I would agree with it. And I'd agree with it in the fact that I think everybody's dreams and goals are personal to, to themselves, right? So yeah. for you, it will be one thing. For me, it's legacy. For the next person listening, it's going to be why. Mm-hmm. If you want that goal, you are built with the ability to go and get that. Or at least if you don't have the skills or the or the skill the, the ability to do it in terms of you need to have that skill or you need to know how to do this, mm-hmm. it's something that you can definitely go and learn. You can yeah. go and acquire it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything that is ever too much for a person to achieve. Yeah. The question is, how do you do it? It's not right, I want to get run a ten K marathon. It's well, how are you gonna do it? You well, you're gonna train, right? And after you train, you're going to start on the line and you're going to follow your plan. If you can't do that, then you're not going to make it to the end of the marathon. But yeah. if you do, then you will. So I believe that. I do. 
Yeah, so do I. And I'm glad you said that because I definitely think that humans are magnificent creatures when they set their mind on something. I do believe we can literally achieve anything. And the more you achieve, the more your how difficult you see things, mm-hmm. that changes. It's a scale. So things, I mean, even just speaking from like a personal experience, um, five years ago, if someone told me I would be doing go-to marketing materials for a global gaming brand and those materials could potentially be seen by millions of people, I would be like, uh, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Are you insane? <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, no, this is not going to happen for another 20 years. Meantime, that actually happened last year and it happened like it wasn't even planned. So when it actually happened, it was just an opportunity that kind of fell into my lap. Thanks to my hard work. I'm not saying things happen when you're laying in beds, but they do happen. Uh, And I think this raises another good point is do you, do we sometimes like hold ourselves back by setting too many rules and expectations of how would we obtain a goal because I knew that like in the past I have done this and obviously I have been better as I have improved in my journey and for example um, this year one of my goals for the year was to do more public speaking and get more comfortable speaking in front of loads of people and actually sharing my opinion and view something that until last year, I wasn't very comfortable sharing my view out loud um, with people outside of my immediate circle of work or friends or whatever. Um, and I think starting a blog last year was definitely like a stepping stone, but that was so uncomfortable for me to start at the start, to know that whatever I'm writing is then out there for millions to read. Well, millions, I'm saying millions. Millions could read it if they could wanted read it. to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't read yet, but we'll get there. Uh, and so one of my goals this year was to, again, put myself outside of my comfort zone and do public speaking. And two months into the year, <laughs> a global... COVID-19. Exactly. That's all you yeah. need to say. COVID-19 happened and it's changed everyone's plans of what um, events and public speaking would look like. And I very quickly had to rethink my strategy. And it's funny because at the time, I, I think you approached me to do your podcast and to be a guest on it. Yeah, and then right. at the same time, I got asked by um, a different diversity network to speak as um, head of Women's Inclusion Network uh, in the UK. So I all of a sudden got invited to two podcasts. And it was, it was kind of a moment of realization to think of, maybe this is the way to do it. Maybe like in a new climate where we are stuck at home for some time and there'll be no physical events for a while, maybe this is the way to do public speaking. And I think, yeah, you literally took this one aha moment to be like, hmm, I didn't think about this before, but maybe that's another way of doing it. And it's good that I was open-minded to actually accept it as that's another way to receive what I wanted. Like what yeah, I definitely. wanted public speaking if I was too set in my ways to be like no I wanted to be on stage I wanted to be in front of real people (laughs) then I would not be doing any of it now yeah I think that's a really good point because I think ultimately I think sometimes when we when we know what we want we have a an idea of well I'm going to do it this way or I'm going to do it that way and anything else doesn't quite measure up to that expectation and part of this is managing expectation in terms of if you are going to set out on what you want and you know, right, you've got to go through a tough time to get it, or you've got to work really, really hard to get it. You have to also acknowledge that, well, things might change. You might have to change direction and, you know, fall and run and do all this stuff. But actually within having said that on the, on the first question though, let me just double back a little bit because I can think of a time when I think actually maybe we're not ready to, to achieve or able to achieve what we want or goals, for example. And the only reason why I say that is because, my parents are Nigerian, right? So in Nigeria, you're a doctor, an engineer, accountant, or a lawyer. Those are the four things, right? You've got to be one of those. And my dad wanted me to be like a neurosurgeon. Now, in school, I did A-levels. I did seven or eight, biology, chemistry, physics. Really, really good student, right? I was supposed to be a neurosurgeon okay. had I been able to go to university. 
but I wasn't able to go to university. So I think maybe sometimes we can't quite achieve goals if they're goals that are forced upon us maybe by family, society, that kind of thing. Maybe that's, those are some of the goals that maybe we're not perfectly equipped to. I think it really speaks to the fact that you have to listen to your inner voice. You have to do what you want to do. You have to listen to what your gut is telling you more than anything else. But again, that feeds into your why. You would be less motivated to do something that you're expected to do because that's what society tells you or your family tells you. And you're much more likely to do something you want to do. You're passionate like about that. You wake up and think, oh, I want to achieve this. You mentioned your house in the previous episode uh, and how bad you wanted the house and you visualize it. And actually something else that comes into this conversation, I think fits in really well is, clarity on your end goal is really good and you mm-hmm. should have that but you need to have agility and flexibility on how you get there mm-hmm. like my end goal has not changed my end goal is still to be comfortable speaking in front of people to be comfortable expressing my opinion irrespective of what people may think so that's another thing that's putting me outside of my comfort zone like not actually caring what people would think if I did a podcast would they be like who does she think she is that doesn't matter I'm developing myself Um, you saying that though that's a big thing because we're in a society where people don't like doing something that isn't popular with the kids or isn't popular with their mates that isn't on trend on social media or on trend in society it's it's very very hard to do something that is truly kind of like unique because yeah. my gut is saying i should do this it goes against the grain that's hard that's really really hard and it takes courage to be able to step out and do that and i'll give you a prime example right so redundancy i'm now in a position where actually right now conversation of money business that's what it is but even with my experience in the industry, knowing the people that I know and my LinkedIn being the way it is, there was a thought in the back of my mind thinking, right, I'm going to change my LinkedIn to founder of Conversation of Money okay. and then really put all of the content that I've had, been doing for the last year onto LinkedIn. Like that is a little bit uncomfortable because it's a, it's, it's a break from the norm. And I think yeah. that it needs to be that comfortable sense of it's okay to break away from the norm and not just oh yeah but what are people gonna think no stuff what people think it's like what makes you happy what do you want to do just be ruthless with it this is the point I have got to in my life maybe in my early 20s I wasn't there but in my late 20s I'm definitely there I'm like does their opinion pay my bills no do that does following well, listening to what people do. First of all, most people do not actually care as much as you think you do. That this is a human thing yeah, where that, we're very important in people's lives. That's and true. About everything you do. That's not true. <laughs> that is very, very true. Quite because it's in today's society. <laughs> well, it's natural though, isn't it? Because we're thinking, oh, what is that person going to think? What is this person going to think? And it's like that's why it's a it's a leap of faith. It's not. Mm-hmm. Whatever it's you, it's belief that right. If I do this, it's the right thing. I don't care if people judge me for it, but it's yeah. what I want to do. That leap of faith. Yeah. But again, we live in this society where you know, if you're in your twenties or your thirties, like, dude, social media. If you're paying attention to it, will tell you this is what you should be doing. And if you're not doing it, there's something wrong with you. You're failing in life. Like investing is a topic that I'm very, very passionate about. Social media, you need to be investing, buying dividend stocks. It's like, no, you don't. You don't have to be doing that. You can do something else, but you don't have to do that. But it's being comfortable with the fact of you want to do what you want and not what society or social media says you should be doing because you think people might frown upon it or think it's weird or or something like that. And you know what? Like The more I think about it, the more I think like, it's okay to be a bit of a rebel and question everything and be like, why do I need to go to the gym? Everyone's going to the gym. Why do I need mm-hmm. to go to the gym? Do I have personal like fitness goals? Can I go running instead? Do I need to go to the gym? Is yoga better for me? Like, mm. oh, and do that with everything in your life. Like just as a self, like, what is it? Children have this like um, 
ability to question everything. When you're a yeah, child, yeah. things are That natural inquisitive. Yes. Why yeah. do why are we watching TV? Why are we sitting while we're watching TV? Why why do we need a remote? <laughs> they, they would ask you questions and do you literally lose your mind? And I mm-hmm. think we sometimes need to do that as adults. And I, I call it like ask five whys. And that usually gets you pretty deep into any situation. Like I want to be rich. Why? Because I want to have a certain lifestyle. Why? Because that would mean I can travel. Why? because that makes me happy why and then just go like five levels deep and that's usually like where you get but be honest with yourself like this is the conversation you're having with you write it down if you want but that usually gets you a good understanding of like are you doing something because it's fashionable and everyone else is doing it or are you doing it because you want to do it makes you happy helps your development so always ask like the five whys ask five times why and that would usually get you to a good point um yeah so much wisdom so much wisdom in that little <laughs> sentence ask the five whys <laughs> there we yeah. go but yeah i think yeah. you know ultimately i'm gonna own this up and say like i did not invent this i remember hearing it from someone else i can't remember who to give them credit now but i did hear it somewhere and i was like this is actually very profound why have we not done this earlier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much resource out there for people to be able to learn. I think maybe sometimes it's seeking that that resource and seeking that that knowledge that's important. And again, we we live in an age where social media and technology makes things what well, people rather which podcasts are, are blowing up now because people would rather have the easiest route to knowledge, to success, to a solution. And hopefully, this podcast will help whoever's listening right now to pick up something that they can use today or next week in their journey moving forward yeah and on that note around are we really ready to receive the life we want i always something else that like i have talked extensively with my friends about is we all have this idea of like the person we want to be in 20 years time like i want to have a family and i want to be successful and i want to be i don't know a ceo or whatever it may be um but then you look at your daily habits now which is you in the making basically if you want to be that ceo one day you should be working on it now Mm -hmm. um whether it's in five years time or in 10 years time and what are your habits saying what is your diary saying like when when i look in your calendar can i see time um to develop the skills that you need one day like have you allocated time to, for personal development have you allocated time uh, to learn new skills wherever they may be that you require for your future dream job or the your future version of yourself and the way you envision yourself the best version of yourself are you doing the things that she will be doing or he will be doing to get there now yeah. because you should be if you're not Otherwise, you're probably not ready to receive it. So you have work to do. Um, And I think that's quite important to think about because we all see the successful and famous and well-known people and they're like, oh, I want to be like him. But he wakes up at five and he meditates three times a day and he exercises daily and he has business meetings until 10 p.m. But this is not what you want to hear because you just want to be like him and i think that's something else that like we are a bit i guess with social media again like i don't want to be just like jinxing social media here but i I think we have become a bit more of a surface value people so we just look on the surface and be like that's the life i want yeah that's the car i want that's the lifestyle i want but what does it take to get there and i think this is why i wanted to start this podcast is because I think everyone's story is inspirational and you can find inspirational things in everyone's stories. Like when I speak to my friends about some of their experiences, I'm like, wow, this is so inspiring. Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Um, And I think everyone can be really inspiring, but it's just looking for that raw truth behind behind what success actually looks like. I mean, mean, if I look at, am I if I could fast forward or what I want in terms of my long-term goal, if it were dropped in my lap today, would I be ready for that? No, no way. I wouldn't be ready for it because I don't think that 
if everything that I wanted in 10 years was dropped in my lap today without me going through the learning, I wouldn't be equipped to deal with it. Yeah. I just wouldn't because I know, right? So I want to change the way people interact with financial education and financial services, how people have received their financial education, right? That's going to require me to do things that I don't even know about right now and mm -hmm. to overcome obstacles that I don't even know about right now. Yeah. And in doing so, that's going to give me new skills, new experiences. It's going to give me growth that I have no idea how to quantify at this point in time. So if someone said, right, here we go, Pete, there you go. 10 years, wipe that off in my lap today. How am I going to be equipped if I haven't gone through all those, that learning, those obstacles and, and yeah. learnt those skills on, on like literally by doing it? I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, taking actions towards it, right? Yeah, taking action. But if someone were to fast forward me and be like, oh, just take it. There you go. Today with none of the experience. I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I think I'm a big believer and you can call me a sucker for punishment here, but I'm a big believer that the struggle makes you stronger. Right. If you go through some shit to get to where you want to get to, you're all the better for it. Believe me, you are. Um, and the belief that you have in yourself, the confidence that you have in yourself is so much greater because guess what? You went through the mud to get where you are and you're there against all of the odds. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about that personal satisfaction. It's the example that you're leaving for everybody else that's behind you, which is why I'm a big thing of, you know, I'm a black guy, black community and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know what's going on with Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff right now. One mm -hmm. thing we don't have in the community are examples of successful people. And yeah. part of my job, I guess, is to be an example to say, look, no matter what you're doing at the moment, you could do X, Y, Z, because guess what? I'm no more special than you and I've been able to do it. So if you're smart, you can definitely do it without question. Yeah. But you've just described right there the difference between wishing and actually taking action to receive it. I yeah. think a lot of people would wish for it and would, would wish for it in their head, but one, they would not believe it truly, that, that it's possible for them. Uh, and then they would also not act on it. I think this is where like the difference comes between the wishers and the doers, the people that actually go on and do it. Uh, and then the ones who are just like, oh, I wish I had that. But I think there is a big dis distinction to be made though, because I think to a certain extent, if you're, so I look at my career working through Canary Wharf. So when I was in Canary Wharf, I started off in this company as the telephone boy, right? Making phone calls. And in five years, I had four promotions to get me to the executive team. I was the only black guy in that company on the executive team. The first person to do it that quickly, right? Now, all the time I was there, I was like, I'm just going to work hard. I'm going to smash these targets. I'm going to make some money. I didn't know what I was doing. It wasn't until one of my managers. So basically, I kicked up a fuss because I smashed targets and they were supposed to give me something. They said, well, you can't have it anymore. So I kicked up a fuss. And my manager, a lady called Nicola, she calls me inside. She goes, listen. People look up to you here. So if you continue to be disruptive, I don't need to tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. And that was the first time that I was like, well, people are looking up to me. I'm just like here doing my job, like doing what I can. I'm competing with this person. That person's looking up to me. It's like, you don't understand how much gravity you hold sometimes. And I think that's really, really important because there's one thing in like wishing you could do it. I think that even when you know that you wish that you can do it, even to a certain extent, when you believe you can do it, there's still that element of, oh, it might not happen. It might, it, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a go, but it might not happen. When it finally does, because you persevere, it's like, I've killed it. And that's where the confidence comes from. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that like a journey of every person with entrepreneurial minds? It's like, exactly. keep thinking you're going to fail until the last minute when you break through. <laughs> Yeah. it's a constant battle of like oh i'm doing okay oh no like everything's going to yeah uh, and don't get me wrong you need a little bit of luck along the way but again you need to be prepared to be able to you need to be prepared for when that moment comes along mm -hmm. and you have to be able to be in a in a space where you're willing to put your head above the parapet because if you yeah. don't if you don't it's business like yeah. it's life there are a hundred other people behind you wanting to do exactly the same thing God. If you don't put your head above that parapet, somebody else will. And guess what? The person who cries and shouts the most often gets noticed. So you've got to fight for yours. That's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. 
I like I watched the re- interview recently with Kevin Hart and he was talking exactly about that about you only get the limelight once like the opportunity to step into the limelight once and you better be ready so like no matter how many t- how much time it takes you to prepare just prepare if you believe and you're working towards it it's going to happen but you need to be ready for that moment because if you miss that one moment there's no, like you can try again to do the work mm-hmm. later on but it'll be too late because you missed yep. the golden opportunity yep. and yeah other opportunities will come about but there'll not be the limelight yeah and i think to a certain extent as well that being prepared doesn't isn't just oh i'm ready for this opportunity it's like you've got to think like big picture here yeah so there are some things that we do on a day-to-day basis that are that are a huge hindrance to to the next step that we're going to take and we just don't know about it right yeah. so last episode i talked about the fact that been made redundant it's now all about the business but at the same time coming to the realization that actually i have to write out, write out a check for 24 grand in the next couple of days right now that's off a purchase that i made five years ago for a freaking car right okay <laughs> so these things like you you need to think and this is where i talk about financial education and taking the right steps and making the right financial decisions like you have to understand like taking out a car finance might all be very well and good like at that point but what's going to happen in the future they're the worst investments ever now don't get me wrong i love my car my car has enabled me it's earned me a load of money right but i'm still going to have to write out a check a check that i would rather not write out right now mm-hmm. but if i don't it means i've got to go buy a new car so either way i'm losing money so I've got to bite the bullet and do that. But had I not made that decision five years ago, I wouldn't have to write out a check for 24 grand right now. So you, you need to think bigger picture in a lot of this and really pay attention to what is going to get me to my goal. Yeah. Is that purchase or that thing I'm about to do, is it going to enable me to get to where I am? If the answer is no, then you do not need it. It's, an, it's, it's a luxury. It's not a necessity. And that can be a very, very hard decision to make sometimes because we want what we want. And we're creatures of like impulse and habit. I know I'm an impulsive buyer. So that's exactly what got me in this position. I went and saw it think, oh, it's beautiful. Here you go. There's a deposit, right? We have to learn how to contain and control those things in order to get to where we want to go. That's actually an interesting one because I feel like that's an episode of its own about instant gratification versus delayed gratification. It's like, yeah, I can eat that pizza right now, but... I wanted to lose some weight, so I probably shouldn't. If I there are there are so many aspects of life where that is yeah. applicable, like yeah. in health, yeah. certainly in finances. In finances, it's a biggie. It's a biggie. It's a biggie between you retiring with over a million pound in your po- in your pocket and not. Like it's a big, big, big one. It goes to business. It goes to health. It goes to fitness. It goes to finances. It goes to everything. Yeah. Yeah that's a whole episode of its own we're not gonna open that much to did that topic too much because that's literally an episode <laughs> there's a lot there but i think also if you wanted to achieve a lot in life uh, like a lot in life i question how how important is it to be ready to receive even very little because i think we all just want to receive that one big opportunity so like I want, I don't know, a penthouse. So I will not accept anything smaller than that until it's a penthouse. So you actually, like, you had a really good story uh, that you may want to share about the boat, uh, <laughs> where, like, sometimes people, I think, will just be too set on, like, the only thing I want to receive and I'm ready to receive is that big five-story house. But if someone offered me an inheritance, I don't know, if someone offered me a one-bedroom flat, then I don't want it because that's not what I signed up for. But I think it's a stepping stone. And I think something I have noticed in relationships as well is people very often would say they want that perfect guy. They want him to, I don't know, have specific qualities, uh, treat them a certain way. And that specific guy will come about. And then the first thing that people do, and I'm saying, talking like men and women, we both do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is the first thing people will do is, what, what is wrong with them? Like, <laughs> there must be something wrong with them. And they would literally give their all to go on fact-finding mission to find what is wrong with that person. And I'm like, 
but you wanted that person. You have already put in the work on yourself. Uh, you have already figured out what you want. You were very specific and then it was sent to you. And now you're like, but where did they come from? Like, what is wrong with them? Why are they here? Like, and then it's just the flustering begins. And then we just like self-sabotage going on a mission to find what's wrong with that person or with what we received. Yeah. And I think it's like, if you want a lot, you should be ready mentally to receive a lot. If you want the huge goal, you should be ready to receive it. So when it comes, you shouldn't be like, oh, that's too much. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. I'm ready. I think you're right, because at the end of the day, and I think this is maybe something that is missing, is the fact that you've said this already, it is stepping stones. You yeah. don't run a 10 mile or a 10K in one bound. Like, it's impossible. You do that a mile at a time or a K at a time. You don't, you have to be willing to accept that it's a progress. It's a, it's a, it's a process. There yeah. are steps you need to take. And as long as you're moving forward and making progress, you're moving closer towards your goal. The story on the boat is a good one, actually, because it's a parable that my mom used to use. She used to, she used to use this in the context of often people will be wishing for something, thinking it's just going to fall in their lap and they don't recognize when something comes along to help them. So the parable was a guy drowning in a lake and he's praying to God, save me, save me, save me. The first boat comes along and the guy's like, mate, jump in. And he's like, no, 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 no. God's going to save me. The second <laughs> one comes along, mate, jump in. He's like, no, 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 God's going to save me. And the third one comes along and the guy's like, jump in. He's like, no, 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 God's going to, and he goes, who do you think sent me here? <laughs> God sent me here to get you now get in the boat. And she uses that example as, you know, you have to be able to help yourself in working towards your goals. And it's all about the controllables. What can you control? People obsess about so much detail these days. Yeah. The things that you can control are the things that you should be worried about and the things that you should focus on. The other things don't matter. Someone talking crap about you. Oh, you know, this is going to be a popular thing. People don't like it on social media. So can you control it? No. If you, the only way you can control it is by doing nothing. So if you do nothing, you're not serving yourself a per, you know, a justice. So don't worry about that. Do what you want to do and control the things that you can. The other things don't really matter. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Have we covered this topic, or am I missing something? Actually, yes, we are missing something. How do you know? Then we we talked. Are you really ready? Mm -hmm. But then, how does one know that they are ready? Are there any indicators or anything that should make people feel like they are on their way, they're ready? I don't know that there is. I mean, I guess you could say that, I, right, so from my own personal experience, I would probably say that I had a gut feeling. Okay. That, okay, yeah, okay, I'm ready for this next step. Okay. When, it was, when it was there, I was like, I'm ready for this. And it's almost like a gut feeling. Yeah. But no matter what you do, whenever you turn around the corner, you don't know what's going to be around there. Yeah. And if you if you can't see what's coming, you can never truly know that you're ready to take on that thing. Yeah. So again, part of it's a little bit of like, I've got to take a leap of faith. I was going to feel that I'm ready. ready right I'm now. What's I feel question? that I'm ready. I feel that I'm ready. I'm ready to deal with anything that comes around that corner, no matter how hard it is. Okay. That's good. That's good. What about you? What do you think? Uh, I think, exactly, you can never be 100% certain. However, there's certain indicators that you're more likely to be ready than not, such as you act more than you talk about them. I think when I hear someone consistently talk about a goal, but rarely see them act on it, then I'm like, yeah, you you like you'll be lucky if you get that mm -hmm. <laughs> Anytime, if I see someone like consistently putting in the work I'm like they're they're likely to get there like it's very yeah. likely that they will receive what they want um combined with belief obviously you need to have the crazy belief that you can make it happen well it doesn't need to be a crazy belief depends how big your goal is but mm -hmm. <laughs> even though yep. mine are always big I'm always need that crazy belief that it's possible I think knowing that you have done the work that you have put the 10,000 hours in like psychologists say that if you put 10,000 hours into anything you become a master of it 
And mm-hmm. I remember like when I was dancing years ago, uh, I was part of a dancing academy when I was growing up. And my teacher used to say the same thing. If you do something 10,000 times, then you master it. If you can't do this move, go home and do it like 10,000 times. Next time you come in here, you would know how to do it. Yeah. And it's true. Like it's impossible not to master something when you spend so much time on it and you give it your full focus. So I think there are certain indicators. Uh, another one will be, being grateful for what you already have because that's, that's a really important one yeah that's a really important one because i think there is there's too many times where we look at what we want mm-hmm. and it's like dude like just take a second yeah you know how far you've come yeah like last year you were over there doing this and now you're here yeah. like you said you know you were doing marketing material that is going to be seen globally yeah. like it's important to take a second and be like, I've come some way from where I was last year or two years ago. And it's important to acknowledge that because it's progress. And it's not just about acknowledging it, it's actually understanding. If you could make it this far, the next five miles that you've got to go is nothing because you've already come 12 or you've already come two, And that bit is really, really important. And it's something that I, I I used to fail at massively until last year until i had that episode where i was in hospital and it's like you have to take a step back and be like Mm. actually i've done all right there's a danger that you feel that you then drop into complacency by doing that but as long as you keep yourself in check yeah yeah uh and i think hmm, i forgot what i was going to say i'll come back to it later uh i think it's also important to know that it's a marathon it's not a sprint like that's another indicator of like how likely someone to get there because it's never a sprint like never ever is a sprint I remembered my point by the way so my point was when you were talking about um yeah how it, it just proves my point about how quickly humans adjust to levels of difficulty and challenges and achievements like we very quickly forget what we have achieved and what it took to achieve it so mm-hmm. then we immediately become ungrateful because it's a given like we have yeah. all been able to do that yeah and um i so want to i so want to share what kevin Carr speak spoke about on joe rogan's podcast like a couple okay. of weeks ago right he okay. said it and i was like man like i wish i came up with that right so this is what he said he said listen this thing called life is like it's like a game yeah. And there are levels to this shit. It goes, you start off at level one, you deal with that, you get to level two, mm-hmm. you get to level three, four, and you choose how far you want to go, right? The higher the levels you go, the harder it's going to get, but you yeah. get new skills that allow you to deal with stuff. Yeah. And as you go through different levels, you get exposed to bigger opportunities. And these bigger opportunities are the ones that can be not handed to you on a plate, but the things that you then get that you think, wow, this is the game changer. And he goes, you control what levels you want to operate at. And as long as you focus on the fact of, right, I want to get to this level and you're willing to combat or compete or contend with anything that comes at you after you open that door, you have the ability to learn the skills to be able to do, to deal with it and to acquire the skills and the knowledge that you need to progress to the next level if you want to. And I thought that was so it's like wisdom. So well, the way he played it, it's just so well put because it is very, very true. It's very, very true. Yeah. As you were talking us through it, I could literally imagine the different levels of Mario. <laughs> mm. It's true though. Every single game you play, it gets harder the higher you go up. But guess what? When you start from, from level one again, you just you breeze through the easier levels and you got to level 12 and you've gone past to level 20. That level 12 that was really difficult is like nothing. Just had a little moment of profanity here while we were talking, and I think it's it's probably very true to say that the biggest and the scariest challenge in your head is the next one you're going to take, mm-hmm. because you don't know about the one in five years' time, and you don't know what that will be like. But the scariest and the biggest is always the next one you are about to take a leap into. Yeah, and I'm in that boat right now. I'm like, like I said last week, I've come accustomed to the financial luxury of knowing that I've got X amount of money coming in, this much surplus income, I can invest, I can do whatever I want, I can go on holidays. Now I'm in a position where actually, you know what? You've got to build your business out. 
I'm in exactly that same position. So for me, it's mindset, it's mentality of, okay, I know what I need to do money-wise. I'm going to pay off this 24 grand. I've still got some money behind me, right? Planning properly. And that mindset will dictate what I do going forward. I talk about this one when you, you talk about investing in the market. It's exactly the same thing. Your plan dictates your, your strategy, what you're going to do. It's, it's the same across all walks of life. Yeah. And I have no doubt you're going to achieve it. And you'll look back in a year time and be like, I can't believe I didn't take the leap of faith earlier. Yeah, well, we'll see. But I'm sure that I will be in that position where actually with conversation of money, the traction has been great over the last year. So I can't say that there isn't a a, a solid base in terms of my my personal my personal brand. So yeah. it is about I want to make sure that I build a business that is sustainable mm-hmm. and not necessarily one that is going to be focused on money, 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 although that is very, very important. I want to stay true to my values and I want to be able to do that and add value to people in a way that changes their lives but also gives the financial rewards as well that, that, that I need in order to obviously keep the roof up over my head and, and all this good stuff. So yeah. yeah, we'll see, but you know, it is going to be a journey. It's going to be full of challenges. It's going to be full of difficult times, but I'm, I'm ready for that. I think if we just covered all the indicators <laughs> to what is likely to show that someone is ready to receive a bigger a reward in their life i think you pick every box so. yeah but at the end of the day i'm also quite aware that you know what if i have to like take one step forward and two te- steps back in order to take five steps forward i'm okay with that as well i know that it's not going to be plain sailing the entire time no absolutely not if it is then there's something seriously wrong yeah. <laughs> um so I'm prepared for that. And I think that's really important across all walks of life to, be, to know that you can't control everything. And when something comes along, you just got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's exactly what we're speaking, even in the previous episode of like realizing that it's not going to be a straight line from like start to finish. There'll be a lot of like swirls. There'll be a lot of falling into puddles, mm-hmm. climbing over a mountain, going down the hill, things get easy, then climbing over another one that's even taller I think mm-hmm. it's just the life of an entrepreneur or the life of anyone who wants to achieve a lot, really, yeah. even if you're an entrepreneur or not entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's part of the journey. And why, like, where I think a lot of people will say, I'll be happy when I get there. And I'm like, but the happiness, like, what is the valuable part is actually getting there. Absolutely. It's the journey and actually getting there. And don't get me wrong, right? It's one thing to work towards something blindly. And there's some, there's one thing to work towards something with intention or with intent, right? So for example, there is no way that I can embark on the journey that I'm about to embark on with no income, building business from scratch. And fair enough, I've got a little bit of a personal brand already. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that if I can't control my, 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 my expenditure. Yeah. I've worked very, very hard, practiced what I've preached all this time and conversation of money to ensure that my outgoings are going to be minimal. Yeah. One of the reasons why I'm taking the pain of writing a £24,500 check to reduce my outgoings significantly, because what that does, it means that I don't have to stress about bringing in yeah. £3,000, for example, when I only need to bring in, say, 1000 Yeah. So there are, there are practical steps that people need to consider and you have to be in a position where you can think about those things and plan for those things and take action on those things in order to empower you to get to where you're going and take the steps that you need to take. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, please, yeah, no, no one quit their job tomorrow <laughs> if you don't have the savings to last you a few months and to prepare you for that journey because it's going to be a journey with ups and downs yeah. and yeah. it won't always be rosy, even if it looks like it right now. So you need to be ready for rainy days and yeah, please don't quit your job tomorrow if you're not. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess what's the accountability? So next, next show, we're going to talk about accountability and you're going to rake me on the coals if I don't do something. So yeah, same here. <laughs> Hold me accountable. And now not only you're holding me accountable, but other people as well. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of pressure. Equally, I'm more likely to do it. Uh, I would say I'm very self-driven and self-motivated person. But you know what? I would never turn down a bit of extra push 
for a bit extra motivation by being held accountable. So it's fine. We're all humans. We all may fail at some times, but I think we have swiftly moved into the accountability parts of our episodes. So where Peter and I are going to share our goals for the next two weeks or what are we trying to focus on. And we are, as we share each goal, we are also going to share small steps we are taking to achieve it. Um, so the daily actions or the every three-day actions that we are taking to achieve those goals to really make it um, achievable, but also measurable because we don't want to just be naming goals without actual plan of achieving them. So yeah. Yeah, and this and, and this is where if you bought a little notepad like we suggested last week, this is where you write down your actions, your tips for the next two weeks. And when we come back for the next episode, when Paulina's gonna tell me off if I don't do mine, you can tell yourself off if you haven't done yours. Yes, exactly. Uh but also you are more likely to achieve it if you do it. So please do the exercise with us. And it's a community, so feel free to share it and yeah. if you feel comfortable sharing it with us. And yeah. I think the one thing we didn't mention about accountability is that every time I have shared a goal with someone, when I actually shared with them my plan, if I was feeling stuck, they, whether they're experts in my field or not, they always manage to give me a different perspective mm -hmm. and say, oh, have you thought about doing that? And I think this is another very powerful side to accountability it's like yes we're holding each other accountable yes if you sh if you share it and you make a plan to work on it you're more likely to execute it but equally if you're feeling stuck we're here to help you and like give absolutely. you ideas of how you can work through it so absolutely it's yeah. a learning curve uh, and i think the best thing you can do is just keep working at that and improve as you go along so Oops. So what have you got on your list? And I'll tell you what I've got on mine. Okay, so I'm opening my journal as we speak, uh, where I literally wrote down my monthly goals uh, a couple of days ago at the start of the month. And this month is, so I have personal and professional goals. And on the personal side, I have to say it's a lot around different aspects of well-being like mental and physical well-being because that's a big focus for me right now i think i have come to the realization over the last few weeks that if i'm to perform at my optimal level i need to this is gonna sound a bit cheesier but you need to see yourself as a racing stallion and like mm -hmm. you need to take care of your mental state but your physical state your emotional state and everything to be able to achieve and excel at that optimal level so my personal goals this month different to previous months actually are fully focused around my well-being first one is meditating daily so i have in order to do that the step i took knowing that if i am following a program i'm more likely to do it i downloaded the app calm which a friend of mine recommended which has daily guided meditations for a course of a month. So I am doing a meditation twice a day. It literally takes nice. me 10 minutes. It really helps to get clarity, to create mental headspace, to feel less stressed, less anxious, or to even find answers and time for yourself. So this is what I'm doing on the mindfulness side. Um, I want to lose some weight. I mean, summer is here and COVID ruined my Miami plans, but <laughs> you hope. So I, as part of that, I have committed to exercising five to six times a week. The way I'm holding myself accountable is I joined an online fitness. So notice how every goal I'm trying to make it as easy as possible to achieve by giving myself the tools for the mindfulness and the meditation I downloaded an app that literally guides me through it every single day so i don't have to be like oh but i have to search for it i don't know what to do the app is there it literally guides me all i have to do is play it and sit down and listen to it and meditate same thing with the fitness goal i joined an online fitness community they train every day at specific times of the day and i have literally put my um every lunch break of mine is blocked off in my work diary so I know 12 to one o'clock every Monday to Friday, I am exercising. 
So if anyone tries to get in touch with me, this is blocked off in my diary. There are live workouts and I know I'm more likely to do it if I am following a schedule and it's not like, oh, I'll do after work because then I'm not actually committing to anything and I can always change my mind and say, oh, I'm tired, which is what was happening at the start of COVID. So I have scheduled in my diary. So now it's, I put on my gym clothes first thing in the morning. So mornings, if you see me on the Zoom call, I'm usually in my gym mm-hmm. clothes because otherwise, like I'm just basically taking away any distractions of I have to change clothes. That takes time. I don't know what time I'm working out. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm taking all the distractions away to just be like, this is the goal. This is what you're doing. Um, and then daily walks, something that I haven't actually been doing since this lockdown there have been times where I haven't left the house for four or five days because I exercise at home and I don't really need to buy food every two days. So I've noticed that for the last three or four days since the start of the month, I have been going for daily walks every morning before I start work. So I would wake up, I would do my morning routine and mm-hmm. then I'll go for a daily walk. And there was something that I read, which is it basically... Um, it's a psychological thing where your body, your body and your mind feels like as if you're commuting to work to prepare mm-hmm. you for the day. So you're not just waking up. And if you're working at home, like a lot of people are now, you're just jumping on your laptop. So there's no change of scenery whatsoever. So there's that border between like work and life. It's not very clear. While even just going on a walk for half an hour and then coming back, I'm like, okay, now I'm ready for work. Now it's work mm-hmm. mode. The moment I get home, yeah. it's work mode. Um, so this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm sticking to on my personal side. On the professional side, launch the podcast. We need to launch this, this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so launching the podcast, we are recording this before we launch it. So hopefully by the time you hear it, we have done it. So that's one of my list. <laughs> um, and then finishing, well, actually, no, being 50% through my assignment so if i haven't mentioned already i am doing a master's in digital marketing strategy and i have started my assignment and i have given myself a month to finish it so by the end of june i need to have finished it even though the deadline is the 22nd of july Mm -hmm. i want to finish it by the end of june um the way i'm trying to achieve that is I'm waking up earlier to study. So I have online modules and I also have an assignment to do, which is like a coursework that I need to write. Um, so I'm started waking up earlier in the mornings to do studying on weekdays. So then on weekends, I have one day every single weekend where whether there are social plans or no social plans, that day has gets blocked off just so I can sit down and write, like no distractions, no social plans. One day a week is rest day, so Saturday or Sunday I can meet friends and so on. But the other day is 100% blocked off for studying, and I knew that this week it's going to be Sunday. So it's just planning that time. So those are my goals that I'm working on. So in two weeks' time, I should be at least 50% through my coursework. Perfect. Okay, cool. How about you? Okay, so um, I've got a few things that I need to okay. basically get through in the next couple of weeks. So from a personal point of view, one thing that I'm really, really bad at is routine. Okay. I get really, really busy with stuff and I just get tunnel vision. So one of the things, that, and as a result of that, it impacts my sleeping cycle. So yeah. just as an example, obviously I've got a YouTube channel. So my, my videos for that go out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. We're recording this on a Friday. And last night I've had about maybe four hours sleep. So I need to get a bit more balance and I need a better routine in order to help me do okay. that. So one of the journals that I did have cuts off in a couple of months time because I couldn't find the correct one on Amazon. So I'm going to buy a fresh one okay. uh, to help me physically because I, I write things down. Like yeah. I've got notepads everywhere, basically. Yeah. So a new journal will help me do that. And uh, yeah, I'm going to see if I can actually get like an app as well that will help me out with, you know, sort of alerts and keep me to a So what time. are you hoping to enter in the journal? That will basically be my daily routine in terms okay, of okay. all of my to-do list and the time slots, all that kind of stuff. And using alarms and and things like that to keep me accountable and, and on track so routine is really, really important because i need to make sure i get a bit more sleep and a bit more downtime that's one thing that i'm very very bad at um from a professional point of view there are a number of things that i've been 
I wouldn't say been putting off, but other things have then happened that have delayed it because, oh, I could do this as well because I'm a bit of a perfectionist, guys, and there is no such thing as perfect. So oftentimes I will obsess over something that's so small that is just, dude, get on with it. And I'm, I'm cognizant of that. So there are a few things in terms of the investment course that I've got ongoing that needs to be done next week. I've got to put by a brand to do some work. So I need to do a media keep for that. That needs to be done by the middle of next week as well. Um, so those are the two big things I'm going to be working on the professional side um, over the next, well, over the next week or so. But in the next couple of weeks, um, there's some other big stuff as well. Okay. So you're launching the course and you're doing a media kit. Yes. Okay. I'll, I've written that down, so just think I will yep. be accountable to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, what are your what are your targets? I'm sure that you guys have jotted something down. Maybe if not, you if you've haven't written it down, you've taken a mental note. So, Polina is going to hold me accountable to those things because, yeah. for me personally, they're quite important. I need to get them done. I'll probably move through them pretty quickly. Um, as I normally do. And then um, this time I'm going to ask him for more than three because he's moving through them too quickly. And what I find as well is, I think it's really, really important not to give yourself too much as well because naturally there'll be other things that will come along. So if you go and give yourself a list of 10 things and you don't give yourself enough room, then you need to be cognizant of that. Unless you're the kind of person that knows that if I put down 10 things, I can just ramble through those things, bam, done. It's out of the way, then completely fine. But if you're likely to be in a situation where things might pop up, where you have other things that you need to pay attention to, for example, I'm producing the podcast for a company that I know really, really well in Birmingham. So that takes a little bit of my time as well. So being cognizant of that, knowing where my time allocation is going to be, I've given myself those three things because I know I'm going to have to spend a bit of my time producing the podcast and doing some recordings and editing and all that kind of stuff for them. And the fact that I've got to produce YouTube videos and my own podcasts and all those things as well. So it's really important to be cognizant of your workload of the things that you have to deal with as well. Yeah. And the things like being realistic about that is means that you're not setting yourself up for failure. When you, when you fail, you're going to punish yourself mentally, whether you want to or not, you'll be like, Oh, you're a failure. You didn't even do what you wanted to do. Like, and then that puts you on a downward spiral. So you want to be realistic about this. So one, you're not feeling overwhelmed and stressed all the time. Cause you're looking at that list and you're like, this list is not reducing. Uh, and I have to say like this list that I just went through that used to look much, much bigger on previous months, like much bigger so much that it was causing me stress. So I have had to do exactly what Peter described and be like more realistic this month and be like, you're doing a coursework. Like there's only so much you can fit around that. Uh, and I'm doing a master's while still having a full-time job. So I've literally had to like check in with myself and be like, okay, I know you want to do a lot and you're like a regular overachiever, but there's also wellness, which is why I'm putting like a big... Um, a big accent on wellness this month uh, for me because there needs to be some kind of balance between crazy hard work all the time and rest. Yeah, absolutely. So, I would I would completely agree with that. So I hope that you have got your goals and you'll join us in a couple of weeks' time when we're going to go through some accountability. I would lo- we would love to hear what your goals have been. So again, find us on IG, find us on, on social media. The Instagram is tap into extraordinary. Same thing with the Facebook. Um, same thing with YouTube, although the YouTube channel should be up with a few videos by the time you hear this episode. And what is the Twitter? Because we had to abbreviate the Twitter, didn't we? Oh, gosh. Yes. Uh, so Twitter and their 15 character captions doesn't exactly go along well with tap into extraordinary. So our uh, Twitter handle is tap in. Two as the number X ordinary. So that said, if you just type, look into tweet, go on Twitter and type, type into extraordinary, you'll still come up. So if you wanted to go the long route and type in the handle, it's tab in two as the number X and ordinary, or you could just type in tap into extraordinary and it will come up as the first thing. So you choose <laughs> if you like a challenge or not. <laughs> excellent so guys thank you so much for joining us um we'll see you in a couple of weeks well we'll speak to you because we can't see you on the podcast we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks time in the meantime we would uh well we're going to look out for your messages and your comments and your thoughts on the show so far and how you're going to be making headway towards your goals 
yes, please share with us uh, how you work to make those big dreams happen. And we can't wait to speak to you again in two weeks' time. Yes, and don't forget if you have mates or friends or family that need to be on this with us, then make sure you share us as well. The more the merrier. We're looking at a, a try. And we know that all of them do because everyone has goals. So good sharing. <laughs> exactly. All right, catch you later, guys. Cheers. Bye.